What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. What is up, Internet? I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and welcome to episode 85 of Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments. Today's episode is titled Influencers, Publicity, and Branding, Growing Your Online Business and Tips and Tricks, How to Do That. Thanks again for everyone who's watching us live on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter, or if you're catching this on audio format, uh, not on Clubhouse, but if you're downloading this on Amazon, Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts, truly anywhere where you can download a podcast, that's where we're going to be. Just search Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, and you can listen to today's episode as well as past guests as well. Uh, But do me a favor, go ahead and follow, like, share this episode on social media, and hit that bell to be notified when future episodes go live. I produce four to five episodes per week with leaders in the Amazon and e-commerce space, so you don't want to miss a single episode with all their tips, tricks, uh, fun facts, and insights into the industry and both Amazon e-commerce across the board. That is my goal to bring to you, the listener and the watcher, um, with every person I bring on today. Um, But I'm really excited. Again, if you can't watch this live, uh, go ahead and just uh, follow this on social media. Follow all of our guests on social media. Follow myself. We're on all the social media platforms, Clubhouse, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you name it, we're there. Just go ahead and search either Ryan Kramer or our guest, uh, links are actually going to be in the show notes below. So go ahead and click those and follow those uh, now and after the show as well. But about today's guest, he has been the digital marketing space since 2008 and has been an e-commerce brand owner selling on Amazon since 2015. He has a million dollar seller. He is a million dollar Amazon seller, international keynote speaker on chatbots and influencer marketing. He is also, uh, uh, as well as chatbot marketing automation, excuse me, His brands have received uh, consulting from Shark Tank's Barbara Cochran and have been featured on Rachel Ray's show and Forbes magazine on televised and print news and in national magazines and blogs, as well as crossover commerce before. Uh, So I'm going to I'm going to add those on there as well. So as the founder and CEO of Chat Marketing University, he also teaches messenger marketing automation strategies, which leverage many chat for product launching, ranking, list building, interview generation to Amazon e-commerce sellers, as well as um, any business owners truly using that platform. His company, his new company, actually, the chat agency offers full service conversational marketing uh, services, leveraging chatbot marketing automation, including his proprietary nano influencer framework. We're going to dive into all of that fun stuff today, but welcome to the show, Paul Barron, back to the show, I should say, friend of the show, Paul Barron of the chat agency. Paul, what is going on, man? I can't unmute you. Yeah, I know. You you, it's not like I, it's not like I'm never on podcasts or never on Zoom, and I always end up looking like a moron. Like, oh, am I sharing the right screen? Am I un? And I talk for a bit, and I don't realize I'm on mute. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the cookie crumbles, right? Like right. some of us, like it, it, it's just the beauty of going live on these platforms. But hey, I appreciate you hopping on today. I know it's maybe a little bit early. What ten Mountain Time your time? That's not, so it's, yeah, not that not yeah. that early. But um, yeah, not ten Mountain early. Time. We today is technically off for the the chat agency. We told um, uh, our team that if they wanted to take the, a long weekend to be with their families, they could. So I got a really light workload today. Um, I'm yeah, gonna go, same I'm here. Gonna go, I'm going to go cycling later and then play some Frisbee golf. So 
what a what a nice collection of random things i would say never like cycling and then do frisbee golf like well, i'm gonna bike i'm gonna bike to the this is how i bike ah, that's, that's me biking with your hands with my hands i bike like this i get in a lot of accidents i don't really understand why um apparently you're not you paddle like that yeah <laughs> we might be we might need to like reteach ourselves how to ride a bike like supposedly <laughs> you forgot like other people never forget you might have we might have to reach you teacher right. yeah yeah so, <laughs> no but yeah you're you're a busy guy though but like that's awesome that you're able to like just take time for yourself i think like you're one of the few people who who really put it out there like hey i take time for myself my family and make like i carve out i don't say carve out like that that's first and foremost family's first and you know you've talked about that on your show you're a busy guy you're have your hands in so many different things you're an amazon seller you're running multiple agencies you're a clubhouse constantly what what's kind of like What's been since we last spoke uh, late last year to now, like what's been that balance like for you? Anything else going on that you have going on oh, in the works? Anything else? <laughs> There's always anything something. else. What else? Well, like last <laughs> night I had an idea for a business. So I wrote it. I just, I don't know if you ever have those, like you just can't sleep. So I was oh, yeah. in bed at, I don't know, a reasonable hour, like 11 ish, 11 something. I just could not sleep and so i kept i don't know i just had this idea so i was writing it down and um yeah that's just the way that my brain works my brain is always on and um it's hard for me to like shut it off so maybe that'll happen maybe it'll never happen we don't know but it's in my it's in my my long list of ideas i have this running list of business ideas or product ideas that i keep on my phone it's just so that i can like i'm about to fall asleep like i gotta get it out of my brain and then then I'll maybe I'll, you know, wake up and I'm like, oh, that was stupid. Why did I write that down? Or it could be like, wow, that was really brilliant. Or I think it's brilliant. Problem is most of my brilliant ideas are really, they're actually brilliant. They're brilliant enough that other people have already done them and they're doing a right. really good job with them. So. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and that's not like the fact of like, it doesn't mean that you can't improve upon it, right? That's right. what we tell Amazon sellers is like, if there's something out there, but you can improve upon it, that's that, you know, one up factor of right. everyone's trying to one up and trying to diversify but you're you're launching new brands though. You're like you're not just selling and consulting. You're also continuing to innovate and grow yep. new brands coming up, correct? Yeah, we got some coming out um, this summer. It's we're I'm well, hopefully this summer. Um, we're going through yeah because I showed you all the 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 branding stuff and I'm really mm -hmm. excited about it. Um, it's really good. I like it. Yeah, it's yeah. behind the scenes and I, I got to get a look at it and I, I really enjoyed like the thought process you put into it because like a lot of. That, this is the conversation that we've had both offline, but also in Clubhouse. I think there's this inflection point in the industry, right? Where people are, and this is not what we're exactly talking about, but we can talk a little bit. Is that inflection point of, do I just burn and turn my brands now and, and try to get out while the, while the iron's hot? Or do I spend the time, money, and effort into building a brand when you know private equity comes into play and you start to really see some people buying brands and not just Amazon storefronts and products. Right. Is that, you, you think that's a conversation that lots of people are oh, having in the space? That's I talked to, I talked to norm last night about that specific thing because there's one of the many things that I've been doing. Um, I was working with a couple of my friends that um, one was a speaker, one was an attendee at billion dollar seller summit in 2019. And can I just say like, I'm really excited about in-person events again. Like, yeah, same I mean, here. Clubhouse networking is really fun, but it, it, like I've, there's a handful of people that I've met on Clubhouse. I'm like, man, I would really like to meet you in person. Like you're cool person. You're cool, cool dude, cool chick, like amazing thing. And not all of them are in the Amazon space either, but I'm just like, you can't, you can't get that. 
same collaboration of minds that you can. But uh, anyway, so this, I was working on a course, a branding course. And um, the hard thing, so the difference between, you know, the branding course and the chat marketing university, chat marketing university is challenging because the tech changes all the time, like literally right. all the time. Um, I mean, I would record a video and then it would be obsolete in a week. <laughs> so that's the challenge. It's and you're talking about many You're talking about not just many chat, right? Because many chats, its own entity. You're talking about how that integrates with like Facebook and other mm -hmm. sorts of like third party social media platforms in order to drive traffic and yeah. to collect data and information. That's Primar what you're talking Yeah, about. primarily ManyChat, but yeah, I mean, really what you're working with is, so ManyChat's a software sitting on top of software. So you, when anytime you have multiple software interactions, the, the points where they connect tend to break if, if one of the software changes. And so it's, I mean, you know, Facebook is constantly updating their terms of service. They're refining what they do and why they do it. Messenger is a Facebook product, but it's not necessarily, it's not the same. So there's messenger rules, there's Facebook rules. And then of course there's Amazon rules, which we all know that, you know, they change ran, it a blink of an eye. Yeah. They, they change it up and then they enforce things whenever, if, and when they see fit. And it's not always equitable or make sense. You know, like for example, um, they shipped out uh, two poopy swim diapers that a customer had returned to us last year. It's an FBA issue, right? Um, we got a negative review and it's gotten 11 positive, like upvotes, like helpful. And I'm like, this is not helpful because it's not our fault. Like Amazon, right. Amazon. There's a, there's a couple of questions to ask there. First and foremost, how does a poopy diaper enter into FBA facility? I don't know. Somebody's not, these are, these are all the thoughts that that's, these are all the thoughts I go into. First and foremost, how does that happen? It's gotta be a hazmat issue, like a biocontainment something. I don't know. Yeah. Or someone really had to go, well, you know, the stories with Amazon and warehouses, like you can't make it to the bathroom if you're crossway and you're like, yep, I know where the diapers section is. So. <laughs> just pulling out of the cube. Just got to Just got to go. Right Put it back, package it up and you're on your way. Like, yeah. So I, I was, um, inspired last week. I'm like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Uh, no, I just spent an hour on the phone with the seller central support person who was in, um, uh, the, what is it? The, the captive team. I was like, can, if you can't help me, just transfer me. He was like, I am the captive team. And he kept telling me to request feedback removal. I'm like, buddy, this is the fifth time I'm telling you this. It's a review. It's not feedback. I cannot physically, there is no physical way for me to request removal of a review via the feedback interface. That is not possible. And he's like, yeah, I understand that, but that's what my boss is telling me. I'm like, well, then get hand me to your boss. Yeah. And so, of course, the follow-up email was the exact same thing. I'm like, well... I guess we're going to have a nice review about somebody returning a poopy diaper. Uh, yeah. And, but you can't prove it or anything else. It, it's whatever. not helpful for the brand. And yeah. And, I mean, those are things like that where we're, yeah. As sellers are constantly battling the, up, the uphill. What is kind of the, the other pain points that you're doing in terms of uh, mini chat, whether it's, you know, the processes that you've built out for people, how are you trying to stay up to date? Is it working directly with them or is it, how are you keeping people up to date with that? Yeah. So since we talked, I don't know that we talked much about um, the influencer strategy back at the end of the year. I think it was mainly many chat. It was mainly many chat. Yeah. So um, we started the chat agency back in September is when we started taking clients and it was under, we, we started doing a beta test and basically we were leading with the nano influencer framework. And the plan was initially that we we're going to do a big build out of your audience, focus on audience growth, 
and then start driving traffic later because when you have audience, when you have people that support your brand, traffic becomes less expensive because the social proof, um, you're not having to fight that battle where they like recognize your brand. They recognize your brand or theoretically, you know, there's, there's more social proof. I've tested this on many different occasions with different brands, always the ones that have more social proof, the, the traffic just costs less. So um, that was what we were leading with. And we had to pivot in February because quite frankly, what we had seen is that, um, so there was two false assumptions that I was, I was working with. One is um, when we started working with nano influencers in our brand, we were two years in to our selling journey. So um, I've always been a brand person at heart. I've always looked at Amazon as a means to an end. We're not gonna, Amazon's a launch pad. It's where we're starting, it's not where we're ending. And so domination on Amazon is never my goal. Um, that's one of the goals, but that's the side goal of domination in the space. Like I wanna dominate my niche. So right, right. Amazon selling is a part of that strategy. And we also need to rank really well on Google. We need to have a ton of social proof. We want, we need to get grassroots PR and mentions and blogs and appearances on TV and all that sort of stuff. It's all a part of the same goal, right? So that's the difference is that instead of like my highest achievement being page one ranking, that's just one of many. And I think that's different than most Amazon sellers that they look at um, building a brand and first and foremost. So coming back to that brand course, one of the reasons why it hasn't been finished yet is, well, the three of us are all super busy um, and that never happened. But um, we're planning, I am still planning on releasing it. The challenging thing is that when you talk to people about branding, you can talk to 10 different branding experts and they'll tell you 10 similar but different things. Right, right. Because it's such a big, it's such a big concept. Um, so this whole idea of branding and building an audience and, and generating buzz about your brand, um, a lot of people just don't do that. They don't understand the ways to do that. So we were trying to build audiences for people that most of the time didn't care about quality of content they were putting out or nurturing their audience. I mean, we had one customer who literally never replied to a support question in chat ever. And so we're trying to run ads to past customers. And if you don't support your past customers, they're not going to really look in you very favorably, favorably. Right, right. And um, so we had to pivot and really focus specifically on driving traffic first and then leveraging that traffic. Obviously we're, we're leveraging that traffic for sales, but then on the back end, converting those people into, into brand reps. And the results that we're getting from that are amazing. Like I can confidently say that we are the best agency in the space to drive traffic ranking for your listings because we're not going to do it anemically. Um, we're not just in it to take money from you and help you get to spot one, which is that's cool. But we look at the like the long the the long term effect. Like, how, are you going to stick? And can we help you stick? And can we do this profitably? Um, because a lot of other agencies will do like this pay model uh, X amount per unit. We don't do that. We just have a flat retainer. And so everything that we do is designed around. Uh, I look at our, our client partners as if they're true partners, like my business as well, or at least I try to, because mm -hmm. um, I don't like losing money. I don't like running traffic that's not profitable, and I don't assume they do. So um, that was a lot. That you that was a big verbal dump. But we pivoted a bunch. We, we're seeing a ton of traffic. We're driving traffic for our clients. It's converting. Um, now we're running into issues like stockouts. So that's a it's a better so issue. It's a little bit, yeah, that, that was going to say that's a little bit better than not having like any sales at all. So right. for, for people who might like be new to this or listening to this and like you're talking about influencers, we, we threw out terms like nano influencers, micro influencers, influencers in general. Mm -hmm. 
what's the definition for you in the chat agencies? Uh, what's the definition of an influencer? Is it a certain amount of following or is it, is it the act of getting people to convert through product endorsement or anything like that to do an action? Yep. Um, so in general, in, an influencer gen is just a person with influence over others. That's all it is. A person with any influencer or any influence over others is an influencer. So a nano influencer, um, specifically on, on Instagram is anyone with less than 10,000 followers. And the methods that we teach, um, we are really a lot more focused on well, teach and implement are really a lot more focused on long-term relationship building with influencers and creating groups of people um, that have influence. Um, and we partner specifically with nano influencers. So you, I'm sure people have heard influencer marketing, micro influencers have been a buzz. Now mm -hmm. people are excited about nano and um, there's various tiers of influence. There's nano micro, there's mid tier mega macro. I don't know. It goes all the way up, you know, millions and millions. Um, I want people to think through influence in, in a different sense that every single person has influence. It just depends okay. on like where that influence is a lot. Some people are really good at Instagram. They're just naturally good. They've got a good eye for photography or they, they, they understand it. Like, I feel like I understand clubhouse. Like it's, it's a medium that I get, like, I, it's not a, it's not a hard thing for me. I don't necessarily get Instagram because I'm not constantly taking photos and posting them. That's just not what I do na like naturally, but there are people that do that. So um, anybody on in on Instagram really theoretically could be an influencer because the people that follow them are their friends and family, their friends and family will generally be swayed by the opinions of their, of their friends. Right? So if you come to me and say you're visiting Colorado and you say, Hey, you know, what are some great, um, activities we can do with our friends and, or, you know, with our family while we're here, I'm going to give you a whole list, right? right? Now I have influence because we're friends. I live here. And so you're going to ask me. So theoretically I could parlay that into like making money by driving you to some sort of resort or whatever that I could get paid from. So that's one example of influence. The way that we look at it is, um, I'm not super obsessed with ROI when it comes to influence. And the reason for that is I looked at it, I look at it more of um, in the eyes of, of earned media and the value behind that earned media, which is a PR, a publicity term. You know, when you get a placement on Rachel Ray, that's earned media because you didn't pay for it. Right. They like I, they I still value the way you have to offer. Right. Exactly. They like when we were on the Rachel Ray show, they 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 flew us to New York. They paid for the tickets. They paid for our hotel. They got us to and from the studio. It was earned media. Like we didn't pay for that. They actually paid us. We, we won $10,000. So they paid us. So I think it's funny because we'll get, we'll get these pitches every now and again in my email that like these total spam, um, like, like 3am cable TV shows that are like, we've got this great thing. And it's this awesome opportunity for you. And it's only cost $5,000. I'm like, that's a great deal for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where do I win in this capacity? <laughs> right. So that's what I look at in be, between paid media and earned media, right? Paid media is advertisings, uh, advertisement, advertisings. That's not a real word. Advertising, advertisements, anything like that, right? That's paid media. Right. Earned media is like something that you put in sweat equity. You get coverage in a blog or you get, you know, called to be on a show or something like that. But there is still time and money invested in getting earned media. You're just not paying it to the person. Sometimes with influencers, it's earned. 
sometimes it's paid. And that's where the conversation is really um, can be a little bit confusing because historically it's all been paid media. Um, most of the sites that you're going to go to that you can find influencers to work with, those people are in the business of getting sponsorships and getting paid. They're not in the business of helping your brand grow. And the majority of those people, in all, in all honesty, I would never hire because their their audiences are like bombarded all the time with with John and Susie's you know pitches all the time. It's like your friend that's in a multi level marketing thing, and they just mm -hmm. won't shut up about it, and they always want to have dinner with you, and you know that it's not dinner. It's actually it's a, a sales pitch. pitch. Yeah. It's a pitch, yeah, and exactly. like nobody wants that. Nobody wants to follow your friends that it's like constantly a sales pitch. Like that's not engaging content. And so that's where the that's where the line is really thin and the expertise really comes into play because you could really lose your ass working with influencers or you could really do great or you could spend a whole bunch of time and get nothing and not pay anything either. So um, to sum it up, if I can, I think every <laughs> I, I went all over the place to sum it up, I would say everybody has influence. If you treat people with respect and you want to build relationships with them and build build things that are win-wins for everybody. Like that's where I start. It may not always work. You're not always going to get yeses, but it's a lot more fun to build a group of friends and a lot easier to work with people that you can view as your friends than it is to just look at somebody as an adversarial. Well, you're just trying to get money out of me. Come, I mean, come on, that's not a good relationship anyway. Right. So, I mean, I hear a couple of things when I hear that it's, I hear, adding value to some sort of uh, category or relationship, not just like, Hey, I'm going to pay you for a transaction for you to promote such and such product. I'm, I'm valuing you for like education or just content um, awareness or just uh, thought leadership or something like that. seems like that's the approach instead of a, you know, like pay first, right. you know, hopefully you get like eyeballs later. Exactly. Mentality. So whether or not you pay, you will be paying. You're going to be paying in time. You're going to be paying in money. You'll be paying in, in rewards and stuff like you want you, you obviously you don't want to. I mean, I'm saying obvious because it's obvious to me, but maybe somebody wants to take advantage of other people. I don't that's not you're not going to get very far if that's your if that's your motive. Right. You get as much as you can for as little as you can pay. Those relationships don't really go very long. I mean, try that right. with your wife. Right. <laughs> oh, I have. Sorry. Yeah. We've all tested the boundaries, right? Yeah. See how well that works. It doesn't work. Um, and so you have to go into it really wanting to benefit the other person and trying to see through it from their eyes. Quite simply, a lot of influencers overvalue themselves. Some influencers don't value themselves enough. And so your your job as the uh, the force of good would be to help that person along their path, whatever that may be. So we have... Uh, when we work with people, we kind of have these ascension models where we guide them through like be best practices, how to be a better influencer, how to take better photos, how to take more engaging content, how to post things that your people, your audience is going to like and engage with. So that's really our sweet spot. Now, um, because of the work that we've done building this massive group of nanos, we do have a few mid-tier and mega influencers that do like do shout outs for us. We don't sponsor them. We like, in fact, we don't generally have a formal relationship with most of them, but the door is there where we could formalize that relationship. So, for example, there's a lady who lives in pretty sure she lives in Brazil. I know I know she's she's Brazilian. So it's some like South Florida or something. 
But Brazil is a market that we're looking at entering. I would be willing to actually pay her like a, a salary as an ambassador um, because she posts engaging content. It's appropriate for our brand. And it and it's and it's some she's someone that has proven she already likes us. She works with us. She's worked with us before. She loves our stuff. She's not doing it to get paid. Those are the people that I will pay because they're not doing it to get paid. They're doing it because they love the brand. And that's different. The people that are doing it to get paid, I may not pay them. I may not hire them because it's different. They they like I want people to promote us that love us more than I love us. Which we have people. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, because like you're putting you know, thought behind it, not just like, how can I get this out the door in order to achieve check mark uh, right. from, from, from client. So in that regards, how are you measuring? So if I'm starting out a brand and I go to you for like a tip to, to start or to like work with a Nino or micro influencer, again, those are just like varying degrees of like, what do you consider influence? what is the best way to either approach or like find these people? Because like, obvious and like, obviously once you find them, what's the next step to vet these people, make sure they're either legitimate or they're, you know, have a good following or engagement following. What are those different tips that you suggest that people look into? Well, first you need to see if your brand's actually in a position that influencers would want to, to work with you. You got to, you got to start there. And that was the, the false assumption that we started with. Um, just assuming that everybody was in a position to be worked with. And quite simply, if you have never paid attention to social, you've never posted, or maybe you post every now and again, super infrequently, you know, you have like, you know, three followers, it's you, your dog and your mom are following your social media account. You're, you're dreaming. No influencer is going to work with you because the influencers, influencers are in the business of looking good. It's not going to look good for them to hang out with the people that don't look cool. Think of it as a really stupid junior high popularity contest. Like the cool kids want to hang out with the cool kids. And if you don't look cool, they're not going to hang out with you. That's all right. it is. It's humans are humans. We, the same psychology that functions in junior high still in the back of our brains. We're still driven by the same motives. We want to look good. We want to, we want people to, we want to feel appreciated and feel loved. And that's how people do this in the influence. So you have to see that you're ready. So, right. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, what does that, what does that feel and look like for you guys? Is that like a certain number of followers? Is that like just a, um, is that like a brand focus where they're like putting out content? Like, how do you, how do you look and feel ready? You know, like how, how am I going to quantify this to somebody who's listening to this and say like, I have, you know, like 60 posts and I have some educational piece and I have about a thousand followers or so from past customers. Like, honestly, like, I mean, that's better than, I mean, that's good. It's a good start. Starting is better than not. Mm-hmm. Imperfect action is better than perfect action taken. Like you just wait for the perfection, right? You you want to start and just make mistakes and go. Um, so what, like the actual number, that's going to be different depending on your niche, your competition. So supplements, for example, man, it's just cha- supplements are challenging. It's rough. Like, it's rough because it's a hard proposition. So there's, there's everyone and their mom seems to be selling supplements these days. Um, and when you're bombarded with 25 different offers from supplement companies, which one are you going to pick? The one that pays you the most and the one that makes you look the best or the one that, you know, there's all this, you have to look at the value proposition. Like how well known is the supplement company? What's it going to do for me, the influencer? Like is me aligning with you? Is that going to help me grow my brand? So all of the, you got to think through. So if you have a super unique product that 
is really innovative. Think like Shark Tank level, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Uh, you have a stronger bargaining chip to work with influencers at a lower like social proof level than say a supplement brand that has 2000 followers, you know, when there's other supplement, like supplement brands on average have, you know, 25, 50, 30, I don't know, 300,000. It's, it's insane. So it's different per niche. You got to think of the competition. How much competition is there? How unique are you in that field of competition? And I'm not, and I'm not talking like, um, I don't know what you think is unique. Like truly, are you unique? Uh, because I think there's a lot of confirmation biases in how we function as business owners. We think that we're more unique than we are and do that all the time. So um, my wife tells you... me I'm special every day. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> it's Friday, man. It's a, uh, she, no, oh, this is the, so this is the thing, Paul, you'll, you'll probably, uh, I, I, I go to where with clubhouse and I go like, this is the, the most like ridiculous thing. Like, right. right. We're, I have a unique like background in history. And I, and I think like, oh, this is so weird that all these people are following me because of my like story or whatever. And, and she's like, I'll be the person in the back and telling you, you suck, like, and make you like bring you down in the group instead. And I go, thank you. This is what I need. Like, don't get a big head about it. Like my wife said, <laughs> I'll be the one who uh, keeps you grounded. Don't worry. <laughs> my wife is the same. She, she showed up in one of my room, my room the other day. Like I've been running it she- <laughs> since the start of January and she finally came. That's good. I'm glad. Uh, that's nice. That's nice that she decided to join you. Like, hopefully, she's in the same room, or she's like looking around, and then you see she's on Clubhouse looking for you. Paul, I right. need you to come find me. I need you to do the dishes. Get off Clubhouse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, so, I, so yeah, going so going back to like a brand thing, like is special. Like like right. we all have a value prop in some way, shape, or form, whether it's different from competition or it's completely unicorn in in, in its mm-hmm. idea and thought. Uh, whether it's a product or service, uh, what are so going into that? You're finding people who are like-minded. Mm-hmm. Are you? Are you? Are there easy tips that you can maybe suggest? Like you can find these people, whether it's like competition, um, kind of yeah. like spying or like social listening. What are the ways to find these people? So here's what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't go to a uh, place like. No offense to the, the owners of these companies, but I would not use Thomason or Intellifluence or anything like that. Specifically because they the, the people that are there are there to get paid, which again, that's not a bad thing, but I want to work with people that I can start a relationship with and like they can connect and like they like the product and then they want to promote it. Um, quite simply, those those sites and those those services were set up to just basically help people get social shout outs, but they weren't really looking at like how effective they were. So the process that I would take, so let's say you pass the test, you 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 have, I don't know, a season account, say two or three or four months, you're posting content, getting natural organic followers, you're not paying for fake followers, the engagement's real, the, the content quality that you're putting out is decent. Uh, then I would start looking at, you could potentially do outbound. Uh, there's two methods, outbound or inbound. So I prefer inbound. Um, the downside of inbound is that it's going to cost you ad money, um, ad revenue to get to get people to come and contact you. Outbound is easier for people to get started doing. It's just not generally speaking as effective um, and it is very time consuming. So the, the outbound method would be, you can just go to say, start with Instagram, right? Go to Google and you do, uh, you know, search operators, Ryan? Uh, I have heard of them. Yes. 
So a search operator would be like site colon, and then I do Instagram.com. And then I would put in like minus explore because I want to remove the explore page. I don't want to see that. Mm -hmm. I want to see actual accounts. So can I share my screen? I think I can. Yes, you can. Yeah. And then I can throw it up down there. Yeah. I've seen, I've heard Norm talk about this too, because uh, for those who might not know, like Norm and uh, Shane, who've also been on the show, both mm -hmm. are, you know, advocates and business partners, I believe into the yep. agency. So yeah, let me, when you're ready, I can throw it up on the screen for people. I'm, I'm ready. So cool. you can see, um, like I have a couple searches already pre-filled out. So like explore, so like baby spam is a, is a search term or a thing that people would say about like in our demographic. So let's pick another, let's pick a new demographic Insta, if I could spell correctly. Com. So I'm going to do, and then, um, what, what niche should we pick Ryan? That's good. We'll do. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, I could say like baby or treats. toy. Yeah, I was gonna say dog treats or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Do a bully stick. So, it basically just returns a whole list of people. So there's bully stick central, Mr. Bully sticks, bully sticks direct. It looks like a lot of these are. Um, let's see. Like just variations of bully yeah. sticks. Well, it looks like a lot of them could be brands. So I'm gonna change it up. So puppy spam <laughs> dear, dear lord baby jesus please let this not be inappropriate <laughs> okay it's good. okay we, we've marked inappropriate for uh those watching on youtube so we won't get <laughs> it's already inappropriate you're like oh, <laughs> it's definitely gonna be inappropriate i do that for everyone because who knows when they're gonna drop an f-bomb or you know something inappropriate but right he, so, <laughs> that's, so like, that's a yeah so like yeah, that for ariana grande okay so she's not she likes puppy. She yeah. likes puppies and maybe have promoted puppy spam. Yeah. So, I mean, this is one dirty puppy spam. Okay. So we'll see how, what they mean by dirty. Um, so that would be a no. Oops. Like, yeah, that one may work. Um, this person's holding a dog and yeah. She's a hundred. Had the blue check mark. Yeah. She's she 105,000 followers. She's got this super puffy i don't know it looks what is it a chow i don't know it looks like a chow or yeah something. i was gonna say it looks like a chow chows are dicks <laughs> i don't like they are the chows are mean um, yeah this would work 913 followers she's got this cute dog cute kid student nurse so she's not doing this full time yeah photo quality not the best but it's not terrible and this is great because like this like if you're wanting to run a family brand uh you know pet brand focused around families like this would be an ideal account because she's got 913 followers um she's a student nurse graduating in 2022 so chances are she could probably use a little bit of extra money on the side um we'll look at this person hannah michalek uh 201,000. so working with her would be hella expensive same with this alex murphy so i that would be if i was doing this manually that's what i would do is i would just start a google um because it's free. I mean, there are other tools that can aggregate data like this. Um, but if you're looking at doing it for free and doing it yourself, I mean, this is something you can train. A, we have trained VAs to do this. It's literally list building. And this is obviously the manual approach. So in reaching out to these people, are they going direct to their messaging? Or are we, you know, yeah. finding their contact information and then reaching out that way? Yeah, so there's two methods. Um, what the first would be that I that I would do is first and foremost, you want to follow those people. 
Okay. You want to start engaging with the posts and I'm not talking like a little like, and like, Oh my gosh, cute family. You want to look at their posts and you want to comment something specific to the posts. Like, um, Oh, like, okay. So I'm going to, one of these photos. It's like you and your family had a great vacation on yeah. the beach in Florida like, or whatever. Yeah. Like you basically take, you can take their comment and regurgitate it into what you posted. Exactly. Posted. If you do that, if you do, so there's a method for growing your Instagram following. It's called the five, three, two, one or five, three, one method. You, um, follow people that are in your niche comment, like, like five of their posts comment on the, on three of them. And then generally you'll get one follower. If you do that a hundred times a day, you'll get generally get a hundred followers. Let's say you don't get a hundred, you get 80. I've so, never heard that. I've never heard that method. So you're liking five of their things. Yeah. Oh, is this what VAs are constantly doing to me? I now like see that model. So think of it like this though, but if it's spammy, like I've made a ton of money using nftexchange.org or whatever, like, you know, <laughs> like the, the recent ones or the, yeah. What are the what are the spam? I'm getting a ton of spam now about um, uh, drop shipping. I can get yep. you a multi-channel fulfillment on uh, Walmart. Blah 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 blah. All these ones that they like like five of my posts. They commented, "Hey, I just sent you a message on my comment or as a comment." I'm like, "What the hell? Like uh, you've been trained incorrectly, whoever you yeah. are." So, so again, five likes, three yeah. comments, and you generally get one follower. Out of it. Generally speaking, but again, the more spam crap enters the the field, the harder it's going to be for us people that aren't spamming. You got to think through too. Um, this is why building legit followings in social media is challenging, because everyone's looking for a shortcut. They're looking for the fast hack, the quick trick, and so then they hire, and it's like the same cookie cutter message, and they're surprised when they they're paying their VA and they're not seeing anything from it. It's mm -hmm. just you can't be spammy. It's just like expecting to get re good reviews on Amazon with garbage products. It's not going to happen. Like you got to start premise one, great product, really well optimized listing, like something above and beyond that the competition offers other than ours is blue. <laughs> or, ours is blue not pink. Like you yeah. should work with us now. Right. So anyway, um, that would be the way that I would do this if they don't have an email listed on their account. Okay. If there's not a website, if there's no link in bio, then I would do that over time. And I'm not going to do it like all at once. Okay. I'm not going to do it five in one day. It's going to be a, think of how you meet people in real life. There's steps to relationship building. Let's say that you want to get married. You're not married. You're young Ryan wanting to get married. You're not going to you're not going to ask the first person that locks eyes with you. Hey, you want to get married? Like that is freaking weird. They make TV shows out of that now. It's called uh, 90 day fiance or uh, married at first sight. Well, <laughs> it's a great social experiment that probably often doesn't work. It's, it's the same concept because you're giving them a proposal. You're proposing right. something to these people that literally don't know you from Adam. They don't know. They've never met you and it's going to come across salesy and spammy and the whole point of what I'm trying to get across is that it's about building relationships. You can't build relationships overnight with people. It takes time. And this is why what we tell people when they, when they work with us is that this is not a short-term trick. If you're looking for immediate ROI from influencers, go somewhere else. Cause that's not us. Like, so what's that what, first engagement looking like for, for me, a brand, like I yeah, go so, out and say, like, yeah, yeah well, what's that first conversation? 
So if, um, if you're talking to influencers or if you're talking to us and you want to hire us, uh, influencers. Okay. So if you're talking to influencers, then what you want to do, just keep it, keep it casual, keep it casual. And you can do this from your, your brand account. You can do it from your personal account. It just depends on what foot you want to lead with. Um, but you just, you know, comment like your family looks so, like, honestly, like this, here, I'm going to share my screen again. Like this picture, like her kids are really cute and they look funny. Like they look like my kids. Oops. I'm not doing a video file. It's okay. Um, they look like my kids would get along with her kids. So like, I would say something like this, like, oh my gosh, your kids, your kids are adorable. Um, like, look at this little panda bait. That is adorable. What a cute kiddo. And like, this reminds me of my son. He's a little goofball. So I would mm -hmm. say, oh my gosh, your, your family looks adorable. looks like, I mean, that may be creepy too. You never know. In this world <laughs> that we live in. But it's, you know, maybe gradual, like liking a photo. Um, like that looks like super fun. And where, I wonder where this is at. Um, you know, they must live near the ocean or something because we don't get this many sea photos where we live. So I don't know. I would just keep it casual and wait for them to reply. And you want to have a couple um a couple interactions with them back and forth before you pitch them anything um, right you know chances are if you built a decent following and you comment from your business account they'll see that you're commenting and they might feel flattered uh they might reply they might not um i would do this for my business account because it carries more weight than our than my personal account i was gonna say do you do you feel like there's a psychology behind using a business account with a decent following whether it's a couple thousand i always feel like there's a psychology in terms of like flattery, like if, especially for micro and uh, nano influencers of, oh my gosh, like a company like Rachel's yard barn down the street it likes my stuff. Like, mm -hmm. that's cool. Like they have a thousand or 2000 followers. Like I must be doing something neat. It almost is like that, like breaking into the opportunity of like, right. you, you, you get value from a different perspective. It's almost validation. Some yep. Sense. yep. So you got to do this slow and steady. Um, you're not want to, you're not going to go on like the first spammy, Hey, I'm Rachel. I'm a brand rep from XYZcompany.com. You know, check out our main account and send us an email or a DM. Like that's so spammy and stupid. Um, mm. that so slow and steady. And then just say, Hey, you know, your kids are adorable. We think that you, you guys would make great reps. You know, what's the best way to connect or something. And maybe they'll, maybe they'll DM you. Um, but again, like with Instagram, if you're not, if they're not following you, then your your message will go to their 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 spam inbox. There, yep. With personal accounts, you have like primary and requests, which requests is basically the spam box is how it is. With businesses, there's other there's primary, general, and and requests. So there's mm -hmm. like three, which still doesn't make much sense, but whatever. They're trying. Um, <laughs> trying so, to filter out the crap. Exactly. Right. So think of it that way. So if 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 they have a blog listed, if they have an email listed, then I would go to their blog and I would I would follow their blog and I would message them through the blog or the email. People are going to check their email if they have it listed on Instagram. They have it listed for a reason. They want you to email them business opportunities. So just be be aware that if you do that, most likely it's going to come to some sort of type of negotiation. What you don't want to do is work with somebody that says, okay, here are my rates. Uh, you get one photo for $300 and that's it or something. I want more creativity. If they're going to charge you up front, I want more creativity put into it. But again, I, I, I'm looking at um, from us, we have a decent following uh, on Instagram. 
the total reach that we had last year was in excess of about eight or nine million spread across all of our brand reps uh, on your brains. Yeah. So our, oh. our brand uh, with Bowen Bell Littles. And right, I, I was going to say you, you, you had referenced them and the, the comment that you had put on LinkedIn, if people are watching on Facebook again, we, everyone welcome. If you're watching or listening to this, Bowen Bill Littles is Paul's brand. And you said that doing, um, you've built a framework around working with those brands like yours. Mm -hmm. And the value is over the past four years alone, you've done over seven figure mark with nowhere near that in spend. So your investment in time of building a brand has equated into dollar signs at the end of the rainbow, basically. Right. Yeah. And so we get make sure. So this is earned media value. Okay. Right. So not direct. I was gonna say, how are we how are we measuring all this? Like yeah. obviously working with the influencer going down that rabbit hole of right. They have they have a following, they have engagement. How are we measuring success working with these people at the end of the day? So if if you're driving sales, if you're wanting to drive sales, it's gonna the best way to do it would be through attribution if you have access to brand analytic or um uh, if if you're not brand gated, my mind just went brand registry. There you go. Right, registry. Sorry. Yeah, uh, my my mind was a little slow today as well. Yeah, don't worry, I'm slow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you have access, if you have access to attribution, then that's a good way to test. Um, a great thing that people aren't really utilizing is the social promotion link, which is just a promotion that you can set up inside Seller Central. It's nice. different. It's different than the the coupon link, which or uh, group coupon code. The social is designed specifically for social. You give it to people. They click their audience clicks the link, and then it automatically applies the discount at checkout. And very cool. Um, so so yeah, what are you what are you offering? Are you you're telling like these brands if like you've gone down the rabbit hole, it's a good fit. You're offering them or sending them to this product page that you yourself are setting up in Seller Central. So first, what we're doing. Um, say everybody pass, they pass the test. So working with us, we, we first start off with an audit and we charge, we charge 500 bucks for the audit. Um, and that's, that's something that we do to basically as a service, it's going to give you a roadmap, whether you want to work with us or not, we're going to give you like, here are steps that you can take to go to the next level. And we do that because we need to have a roadmap for ourselves because every, every client partner is different. You know, some one person came to us they're not needing any influencer stuff. They have over a million followers on Facebook already. Like they're, wow. they're killing it. What they need is they Good need for more. Them. Yeah. They're doing a great job. And you know, they're actually our easiest client partner because we're, what we're doing is we're driving them reviews. We're driving them sales traffic and it's all through, all through chat. Um, now if you're wanting to build out your influencer thing, so like most of our client partners, uh, we'll go through this. We, we identify, okay, um, what does your social media strategy look like? You know, how long have you been posting? Do you have a social media account manager? Um, what is that? What is that interaction with us going to look like? If we have something to give to them, how quickly will they respond to us? Um, how many products do you have in your library available now? Um, what's the stock level of those products? What's the lead time on those products? What are the margins on your products? Because I'm concerned about the holistic view of the business, right? If we're going to start driving traffic for you, I want to know how how much it'll take to be profitable it quite simply if you have a 13 percent profit margin you i don't even know how you're in business first and foremost secondly like this isn't going to really work for you because you you got to think of the the costs associated with working with us in addition to the retainer you have to pay ad costs right we're going to drive traffic to amazon for you so that's facebook ads uh, most of the time 
uh, you're going to have to give some sort of promotional discount, whether that's a freebie, a buy one, get one, a discount, something along those lines. If you don't have a high enough margin, you're never going to be profitable. So those are all things that we take into consideration. Then we figure out, okay, step one is going to be, we're going to start driving you traffic. We're going to do these things. So uh, maybe somebody needs to stick on page one. Uh, they're fine with traffic, but they're not getting good reviews. So we'll put together a strategy to help them get more reviews consistently so they can stick on page one. Um, all while we're doing this, in the back end, what, what we're all about is building communities for people, right? Mm -hmm. So that's always the eye of what we're doing. It's not just launching to launch. That's cool. But launching while building an, an audience, getting reviews while building an audience so that when you launch new products, it's less expensive. So that's that's the process that we generally take people through. Once we figure out in the audit and the audit, wow, audit. <laughs> yeah, rough morning apparently. The audio idiot, audit. Yeah. Um, once we figure out how long phases are going to take in the audit, then we start going to work and looking at the low hanging fruit, driving right. traffic, increasing sales, leveraging those people to to turn into nano influencers. Um, what we're seeing with with accounts that have come to us, so. Um, one of the accounts, I'll look at the case study, um, if I can find it. Um, what, what, while you're looking for that, is there a timeline that it takes to like turn around all this like work? Like I know you guys as an agency, you're building out these quote unquote influencers and you're probably classifying them in different categories and probably different, you know, like only with baby or only with toys or only with whatever the product might naturally fit. Um, is, what, what's kind of like from inception all the way to like working together, they're starting to drive sales and see like actual results. Is that a month timeline, two month timeline? What, what's yep. it? How quick is that turnaround? Yeah. Since we pivoted, we're seeing results within about a month and a half Two, I mean, maybe up to three. Um, I, I would say within a month, month and a half, because we were really heavily focused back in the, in the fall on building audience first. And again, mm -hmm. quite simply, that's, that's a long task that people aren't, most people aren't willing to pay, you know, a couple thousand bucks a month for four months just to build an audience. So yeah, people who are not converting. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Because the audience building phase is different than the, than the sales, than the sales converting phase. It's, it's not mm -hmm. the same, but you can right. build an audience while generating sales. So that's what we've, we've switched and pivoted to driving sales first, finding offers that convert because that's, there's experimentation there, you know, maybe a 20% off offer converts and it's really profitable. You know, we, we're not going to know until we test it. It could be 40%. Right. It could be, again, if you're in the supplement space, you know, it could be 70% plus a, or a full rebate plus a free bottle or something. I don't know. Um, but we're not going to, we're not going to know what converts until we test. So first we're, we're running traffic, testing what offers convert. And then on the back end, we're going to follow up with those people to see the, you know, most of the time, these are paying people that have paid even something for your product. So the list quality right there is immensely better than people that have just gotten a free product because right. there's, no, there's no barrier to free. People don't even need to be in the market for your product. It's just for it's free. Maybe they list it on eBay. So um, generally speaking, or to, or to resell it. <laughs> yeah, or to resell it. So um, this particular company, they're in a small niche. It is really competitive. Um, they hired us in October on October 20th. We began signing reps for them in November. Um, we built this case study starting in February. Um, currently, we have a total of 36 reps signed up 
Um, and we expect about 144 photos and videos per month from each one of these reps. And wow. those are the pieces of KPIs that we're measuring against. Now we are driving sales as well. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we had that in the, this one is not fully complete. We're looking more at this, is like the social proof. So the value and in influencer shout outs that this, that this brand has received so far as the date of this was $12,400 in shout outs. Um, so that would be as if they were paying the influencers for every one of those shout outs, which is huge. Um, right. value in lifestyle photo shoots, like photos that they've gotten is about $3,500 worth in photos. So this Holy is smokes. money that they're so not. So you're, you're equating, yeah, you're equating your, their investment in you to what they're actually would get if they were working one-on-one in value of like marketing, essentially you're trading yeah. marketing value for your services and connecting people quickly with these kinds of micro and smaller influencers where I know for a fact, like there are people out there and influencers for one video, it would be $3,500 just mm -hmm. to be on YouTube. And right. that's like, you and I know those people and just that's in the e-commerce and Amazon space for services, not let alone products and things like that. So it can get expensive quickly, but that's, that's a really cool value translation into what you do get versus like what you're paying for already. So right. that being said, so that being said, that's just on one platform, right? That's just on Instagram. Are you that's guys working with like, so you're, you're measuring what all platforms that you are seeing convert Instagram. I'm assuming Facebook. Easily. Right now, right now we're really focusing. I'm not going to say exclusively on Instagram. We, we have started doing some stuff with TikTok, but we're still beta testing these offerings. Like I said, we had to pivot back in February because we were, Kind of putting the because Facebook forward. sucks. Facebook is stupid. Well, there's all sorts of stuff. There's all there's a lot of reasons we had to pivot. We really, basically, the main pivot was coming down to we we wanted our people to start seeing ROI that they could measure, not this value, right? So those value that that thirty five hundred dollars is money that they didn't have to pay for for photo shoots. Now that doesn't that would now that's great if they were going to pay for a photo shoot. Not everybody's going to do that, even though they need them. Not everybody's going right. to do that. So people the, are lazy. They want free photos, like iPhone photos, right? Right. The average Amazon seller just generally they just care about okay, what's my ranking and how many units am I selling? Am I making more money now that I hired you or am I not? And this is where I have to, you know, again, we're very selective with the people that we hire because they have to have the long view. Um, with the ROI, what we're really focusing on, uh, like I said, the switch is driving traffic where we're tracking sales. And we're looking, and all of those case studies are still being built. I just know right. that um, out of the clients that we have now, the results that we're getting are really, really good. Um, to the point that That's fantastic. To the point that um, a handful of them are looking at they, you know, rebate strategies were a strong, a cornerstone of maintaining rank. They're looking at cutting those out because of the traffic that we're sending is is supplanting that. So that's that's ad cost. That's the cost of their saving which is huge. So was uh, say, yeah. So the measuring component is one thing and I, also, um, I obviously performance marketing is my strong suit as well. My, my thought to you guys would be if it, if they go off platform, say for example, they see it on influencer, they talk to you like their husband and then they search for it, like measuring like off channel or not through that. Okay. And they're just searching like, then they find it on their like own iPad or something like that. Yeah. Like, the best, the you, you know, bit multi-screen, like, confusion like opting out opting in and then you happen to yeah. see it again and what? this is, this is why I, I try to really drive home that this is a brand building activity 
Right. That if you are dead set on tracking every cent, it's never going to happen because this is brand awareness. And the way that I think of it is yeah. that if I invest my time and effort into being like everywhere, if all the people that are looking at buying swim diapers say Bowen Bell Littles is the best, like if they're, they're doing their research and they see, because we know that our demographic research is because they're young moms. Most of the time they're researching because it, oftentimes it's their first purchase, brand new baby. You know what it's like when you're new, a new parent. You're like uber. Yeah. Into, you're hyper. Yeah. What's the best brand? Like I need to give them the best. Right. So that is that is where we know that we dominate because, uh, because of the strategy. Now, I can't necessarily say 100% that the reason why we're – ranked so highly in nearly every best of list is because of this or the fact that like we had TJ Maxx, a buyer from TJ Maxx and I don't know, whatever the other one, they, they called us, they like called us recently. Um, last year we had a buyer from Pottery Barn Kids reach out to us in 2019. We had Michael Phelps agent reach out to us. Um, we just had uh, a licensing deal go through with uh, an author and then um, we just got another contact that PBS may be interested in a separate deal with us. This doesn't happen. Excellent. This doesn't happen accidentally. And the and the yeah. thing is, is that if you're looking to say, like Scouts Honor, like this is 100% the reason. I can't honestly tell you that in good faith, but I can tell you that I know that that thing, those things would not happen if we didn't do this. Right. If they're you, not. They're not like, and this is why the conversation is so important to, for people to understand the difference between branding and also exiting your business or like trying to exit quickly. Branding, you're going to get unvalued opportunity in these kinds of arenas because you have built an equity in something that can be measured fully. Right. An aggregator is going to look at your business in terms of like sales numbers, how many you're turning, how many orders you're going to do and how much inventory you're going to constantly be growing with. Like those are numbers that all can be put towards a valuation brand is an yep. unvaluable. It, it, it can fluctuate. I can value your brand at a million dollars, Rachel Ray, or like you said, bye bye bit. Like any of those companies can say like, Oh, we can like opt you into all these places and say it's $3 million. Like, right. Because it's not just your inventory. It's like the, the community that you've built, the, the awareness that people have, that's not something you can measure. Like, right. It's like the Kleenex effect, right? It's like, Hey, hand me a Kleenex. Like you do it without saying it and you're, or like, Hey, send me a bow and bow, uh, you know, product or swim diaper or whatever, whatever you guys products. I, I'm not specifically going to call out what you guys sell, but, um, hand me that brand. And that becomes now sort of that, the cadence of what you are doing. So that, right. that's why it's important for everyone who's listening to this is, there's a difference between branding and growing and why people are going to bring value to that versus, you know, just products. And like, I'm going to do $10 million in sales and that's it. Like exactly. and then exit my business. So you guys are doing it the, the harder way. It's harder for sure. It is, but it is harder. And so I'm, this is my last bit. I know we're coming up on the hour. Yeah, for uh, sure. But it's, it's stuff like this. So if I go to Amazon, I just did Amazon swim diapers. Um, I meant to just do, We'll just go to swim diapers. We'll do this. So, oops, not Amazon. Swear to God, I'm not mentally deficient, Ryan. <laughs> no, man, so, it's a it's a Friday. Our brains are turning off slowly. Yeah. So, like, if I'm if I'm going to click over to Amazon and look at whatever their initial result is, we have the bestseller badge. We sell at sixteen ninety seven for one. This is a. I mean, this is our biggest 
they're they're it's different because Huggies is disposable or reusable. Um, it's funny. I met uh, th these people. I can very clearly tell they love what we do because all of their marketing is basically copying ours, um, which cracks me up. Um, but I mean, we rank we rank really decently well in like our our number one SKUs. Like we have no problem maintaining multiple spots on page one at twice the cost of our competition. So store baby, they, they have, that's a Chinese company. They have one swim diaper for 10 bucks. Ours is between 15 and $16. Um, some of them, these are two for 1299, but we still sell ours. You know, that's the value of a brand, the value. Of right. A because you, you're be able to sell it higher because people opt in the quality of it. Right. The value is the brand value. Exactly. The value of the brand is that we have a moat. We can, we can ask more for our products because we built a good name. People understand that if they're, chances are they're going to go here. And if you've never heard of this before, they're going to be like, why is this one $16? And why is that one 10? So I'm also playing a lot in psychology because psychological triggers, when you see something that's like, why is that so expensive? It must be good. So Great. if you have a shitty product and you price it double, it's not going to be selling very well for very for long. long. Yeah. Because people are going to see that it's just overly inflated. Ours is really good quality. And so again, it that's the way that my I think is like I'm not going to be playing in the sandbox with the with the 20 and 10 10 and 20% margins. I'm looking at 50 and 60 and 70% margins because we we that's what you get when you establish a brand. You have a moat, you have a reason like you can justify selling, you know, your Chanel handbag for three thousand freaking dollars. It's it's a leather bag. It's a bag. Right. Three grand. It's absurd. But that's the value in the brand is that they're buying the name. They're not buying the product. And it would be a fallacy to assume that just because you sell on Amazon, you can't do that. I mean, look at Anchor. Anchor A N K E R. That yep. brand. They they had a public valuation. I mean, uh, Kevin King brought up Art Naturals the other day. They're an Amazon native brand, but now they're carried in Walmart. They're everywhere. Yep. And they've done a good job of building a brand and people that, that do this, it is harder a little bit, but in my head, you're really going to be spending the same amount of money doing it the right way. It's just going to take a little bit longer, but in the end, it's going to be immensely more valuable. And if you want to sell, you're going to be in a better position. If you don't want to sell, you're going to be in a better position. It's just the yeah. better way to build your business. Across you staying power. Yeah. You have staying power. You have a lot more opportunity ahead of you and it's not just a turn and burn. Like, again, those are for some people, but in terms of branding and want to like do it right and know that you built a quote unquote brand, I think that always supersedes anything of like, Hey, I, I figured out how to sell that. I think Paul Ralphson said this the other day, the 20 best avocado slicer <laughs> and just like, then sell it. And then, uh, instead of like, the number one ranking bestseller consistently for a branded term or a phrase. Right. Like those are two completely different they're things different that people are looking for. Yeah. They're different business and, models and both, both work, both have worked. I just like mine better. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're allowed to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with that being said, yeah, Paul, uh, I know like, obviously I would love to like jump in like clubhouse and all the other stuff. I know you have like a, quote unquote busy we'll call it busy day of yeah I, I got I spending got so time to yourself. I gotta go I gotta go ride my bike to the to the disc golf course and play with my friends. It's terrible. Well and I was gonna say well, all the value that I'm seeing lately is for people if you're watching this again follow Paul on Clubhouse. It's at Paul Barron. Um you have just a great following but like you're you're not just talking Amazon you're in a bunch of other rooms as well. 
Um, what quickly for people who are, you know, I've had uh, Rich Goldstein on, I've had a couple other people talk about like the value of uh, Clubhouse. You said that's kind of like the untapped potential. Like I get Clubhouse. How is that translating to branding and building awareness to yourself or other agencies or services or products? Um, as well, I, well f for me directly, like I've built a, uh, like I, I was, I'm on, I'm speaking at Prosper this year because of Clubhouse. Um, I really? Was yeah, I was able to connect. That's awesome. Jeff Cohen. Um, we've signed two or three clients specifically because of Clubhouse. Um, and this is the thing I was talking with Norm about this the other day because um, people asking like, is Clubhouse worth it? No, it's not. If you don't have a strategy, Clubhouse is not worth it. Um, if you're trying to generate business for yourself, if you're just looking to go and learn more, it's great. It's an amazing thing. You just need to, whether you're looking at like edifying yourself or adding value to others, you need to be strategic about it because um, just like, it's like with anything, it's going to, it's going to take time. The thing with clubhouse is that you can't run it on autopilot. You can't have your VAs post for you. It's gotta be you. And you've got, yeah, you can't be on camera and reading a teleprompter. You have to be legitimate in the time. Like that's the terrifying thing is like, if I sound like an idiot, I'm going to be like, people are going to be like, what is this guy talking about? And like, definitely you miss out on an opportunity. Right. But then if you're like legitimate and you're forthcoming and you sound like you want to help other people and give great advice, they're going to instantly opt into you as a thought leader. Right. That's how I see it. Yeah, there's it's positive and negative in that regard because it is voice, and there are people that are really good at lying, and it doesn't come through. That, so. that too. <laughs> so, I mean, go with caution, but the I mean, it's just like everything in life: trust but verify. You know, if you're not going to go to a, a pine tree and start eating the apples on it because it's a pine tree, right? Like it's a pine it, tree, and there shouldn't be any apples on it. Right? Exactly. There's apples on a pine tree. Why are there apples on a pine tree? So I guess that you got to trust but verify. Make sure that the people like they actually have proof behind what they're doing. This is one of the reasons why I've become more um, upfront with my brand. Um, I, I guess I'm just a little bit sick and tired of the pseudo advice and the ninja hack tactics. Like, I don't feel like I've got it all figured out. I don't like I'm still learning a ton. But at least I mean, I have we do have results that show that even if it's all accidental, like the coincidences of having all these accidental successes are pretty astounding if it's accidental. So I don't think it's accidental. I've been like able to piece it together and like become successful through all these accidents. Right. And so that's, <laughs> I guess that's my heart, honestly, Ryan, is that my purpose as a human um, is I know why I'm on the planet. Like this, like why I'm here is like, I want people to know that God is good, that he loves them and that each person individually has a calling and a destiny and a purpose. And I can't do that if I'm, if I'm sitting in my little office, only thinking about myself, if I'm only charging people for my advice, simple fact of the matter is if I help enough people, eventually people are going to say, Hey, wow, you're a, I love what you do. Can I pay you? And that's happening. So that's why I'm on clubhouse because I really want to yeah. help people. So. Yeah. And I think that's why we're in the service industry. That's why you start these ventures and like, obviously entrepreneurship versus, you know, giving advice and everything like that. There, there's just, I want to see people succeed too. Like, I don't want this to be like uh, a one and done for people. I wanted to see other people succeed. And by yeah. definition, you know, it almost like pay it forward. Like you, you help other people succeed with the knowledge you have. It's going to afford itself, you know, moving forward for yourself right. or other people. So yeah, I like that, man. That's, I mean, yeah. you, you have that, uh, 
that reverend in you. Like we obviously <laughs> went different paths, but right. you know, for one way or another, it's always about helping other people and not just taking, just giving. Yeah. I love when rooms make you do that. It's like, what can you give to other people and not just take? Like yeah. I, I hear that a lot. So, um, but we'll see you around. There's no rooms going on today, right? There's I don't think, um, well, there's a serial entrepreneurs club, which I would encourage every single person in here to join that. It's run by um, Colin, I think Macintosh. I, uh, let me, yeah, Colin. You have to is, send it to me for sure. Yeah. Or post yeah. it on the link. Yeah. So um, I, I'm going to try to be in that one, but again, I've got a busy day of disc golfing ahead of me. So my God, like, just take your phone with you, like a like normal human. <laughs> yeah. uh, like a normal, yeah, I will. Um, so I, I talk while you're just golfing. You're like, shit, like I'm wide right. <laughs> look wide right. Where'd it go? The worst is when you know where it went and you still look for 30 minutes. And like, where are that stupid? Disc Same with or? golf. I, I heard golf. that in golf. But hey, uh, for people who are looking for you or want to like yep. reach out, obviously, besides Clubhouse, yeah, is there Clubhouse, other ways they can? Um, Clubhouse, if you send me a message, chances are I will read it and forget to reply and i'm being completely honest here like if i don't reply to your message don't take it personally i have a whole bunch of messages that i haven't replied to from my wife yet so i'm, I'm just busy and add so well <laughs> yeah. you'll get to be friends with jerry uh your assistant i love jerry she's awesome continue yeah. to like pat her on the back for me like she's, she's amazingly amazing. quick at everything yeah she's incredible get yourself an executive assistant that's, like <laughs> that's, that's what we're always striving for but yeah uh for everyone who's uh not following paul on clubhouse or just other social media or the chat agency yeah. i put those links in the links uh in the comments below for people to find out more information uh you know fridays are awesome like i, I try to take it easy it's easter this weekend so hopefully yeah. you and your family are kind of like taking it pretty chill yep. um throughout the weekend yeah. um but you're speaking at prosper so you're going to be there is there any other events you're planning on for the upcoming um there is one in china that i may or may not do i just don't know if we can get there they, they emailed me back in like january asking if i could do it and i'm like well yeah if i can legally leave go, and go to come back china. so um i'm doing a um a, a mastermind i'm calling it a fishing trip with tim jordan so it's we're, we're sort of testing we're testing the the waters as it. Well, that's a, that's a good pun. We're testing the waters fishing to see if this is something that that we feel like could work. See uh, if you can then, hook any other people on this. Bop bop bop. Yeah, we we have a uh, there's seven there's nine guys going. I don't know how many. I think there's nine. Yeah, there's nine of us going. Pretty small. So there's that. Um, I've got a whole bunch of podcasts coming up too. So find me on Facebook if you want to see my random dad jokes that I post all the time. Uh, I love it. I joined the dad joke. Uh, dad uh joke clubhouse room one night and i was just like dying and i think i was invited up but i couldn't like i couldn't oh, hold it together the one that, the one that reruns repress oh i love re yeah I it think was I it's just like so good and like i always think about it but then i don't you know you don't know if you said it earlier or whatever it is but there's just so much good late night content in that regards but yeah, yeah I love, i'm all about a good dad joke okay um, i got sure. i got one to shut it down this isn't a real let's do it i'm not catholic my dad grew up catholic but um this is a good one. So, um, why why are nuns obsessed with doing laundry? To not be so holy. Oh man, there's something with holy in it. No. Ah, they hate go. they hate they hate bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Jesus of Christ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or, yeah. For, for, for those, those of you, my yeah. uh, Catholic friends who are watching this, I apologize for saying that today, but uh, yeah. Oh, come on. That's, <laughs> that, well, Catholic, that's good. 
that's, that's Catholics, again. They think, they think it. They think it's hilarious because they actually know what a habit is. Versus. Oh yeah, I, I went to Catholic school my entire life, so I'm very much aware of it. So, <laughs> shout, shout out to all the Catholics today, and for everyone who's uh, Good Friday, um, that's a good way to shut it down. You, I was gonna say, Paul, you. This is my side comment. You need to start a podcast, man. Like I know everyone else is doing it, but. Yeah. I feel like you have a lot to share in terms of like content and I'd love education. to. I'm, I'm honestly thinking of just parlaying what I'm doing on clubhouse and cause I've been recording them and then just putting them out as a podcast. Yeah. It's like a easy win. I've already got like 30 hours of recorded content. So that's stuff you can just like, re, yeah, re slice and dice and add out there in terms of like just tagging other people and, or just specifically one offing them. So yeah, yeah, I, I think that'd be good stuff. Uh, Everyone's doing it. You might as well jump in. Like, yeah, drink I'll, the add it, I'll add it to my list of, of things, things that you, your, your late night list. Yeah. Start a podcast. Stay up. Yeah. Late. Well, yeah. Uh, right. have a good, have a good weekend, man. Thanks for joining us uh, here on the show. I appreciate again, hopping back on with us. Anytime you're more than welcome to hop on and talk about, I would love to know more about the case studies that you guys are seeing in terms of like, effectiveness and how you're driving not just on instagram but other platforms as well yep yeah i'll i'll, I'll make sure that i send those to you when we're because we're, we're like i said we were not getting the best results early on since our pivot that's amazing so we're building those actively now so i'll get them to you once we get them put together well, good stuff man well i appreciate your time here today thanks so much likewise see you man awesome see you Thanks again, Paul Barron, uh, for uh, the chat agency, for hopping on again with Crossover Commerce. Again, if you are new to the show or if this is your 85th time, thanks for hopping on another episode of Crossover Commerce. I produce four to five episodes per week in the space, and next week's no different. So hop on. I have a bunch of different topics and uh, content that we're going to be pushing through next week. I'm really excited to bring on um, just people across the board. So stay tuned. Follow me on social media, on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, or LinkedIn, you'll be notified of future episodes going live, or you can rewatch them later on audio or video format. I'm Ryan Kareem, the host of this show. Thank you again, Paul Barron, for hopping on today. Happy Friday, everyone, and uh, stay safe out there. Enjoy Easter weekend, and we'll catch you next time on Crossover Commerce.